You are listening to True Crime Fiction and we are feeding your addiction to the best of the spoken and written word in all things crime. Welcome listeners. Before I start today's review, there are a couple of housekeeping things I want to share with you. The first one is I have just set up and arranged our first ever true crime fiction interview with a crime fiction author. I don't want to say anything else until it actually comes out, but it will be being dropped in roughly a month from now. So please keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. Second is that I have set up an affiliate bookshop for true crime fiction with bookshop.org. Bookshop.org was set up last year and it is specifically to help independent booksellers who have been having a really tough time recently. So if you hear any of the podcasts and you think I really want to read that book you can go to bookshop.org and search for true crime fiction in their shop section and there are shelves with all the books we review plus there's also a recommended shelf where there is books recommended by myself and also the people who will be guests on the show they're not necessarily crime but they will be a book that people really want to share with you and really love themselves you can also find that if you go to the website and you click on shop there will be a link that takes you there. So without further ado let's go on to this episode's review and I am looking at The Phantom Prince My Life with Ted Bundy which has been out for quite a while but last year there was an updated and expanded edition released. Since Ted Bundy's death by electric chair in 1989 a veritable industry has grown up around him, one I am sure he would be pretty pleased with given he was an inveterate attention monger. Most of what the recent Bundy Circus has thrown up is the realisation, yet again, that really, really good-looking people can do really, really awful things. It's not all blue steel and school for kids who can't read good. It appears like this is something each generation has to learn, and sadly the visual media obsessed world means we're still emerging blinking from a middle ages where we all thought the slightest difference from generic human was a sign of a rotten and probably evil soul. What makes The Phantom Prince stand out from a crowd of Bundy books and films is the fact it was written by Bundy's long-term girlfriend, Elizabeth Kendall. In crime, women are generally investigators of one type or another, or dead. Liz has managed to buck this trend by being quite average and alive, like most of us. We rarely hear from those very close to serial killers, for the probable reason that most want to put that ordeal behind them. Also, not everybody is able to stomach hearing from those so close to someone who has sown so much terror and damage particularly when the crimes are still raw and fresh. Liz has chosen to speak out, and by the end of the book, it is clear that the process of writing has itself helped her come to terms with a set of circumstances which nothing could have prepared her for. 
what is even more interesting is in this updated and expanded edition, Liz reflects on her writing in the first, and she points out which bits now make her cringe, and with humility explains why she no longer feels that way. It is clear that Liz has a tremendous story of personal growth. However, more fascinating is the afterwards by Molly, her daughter, who grew up with Ted as a kind of father figure in her life. She is able to recount chilling events that should leave nobody doubting what kind of man Bundy was, no matter how good looking. The details of the brutalisation of Bundy's victims, which are not in this book, probably should lead most people to that conclusion at a fairly quick pace. As readers, we have the privilege of hindsight, and I am sure we will never fully be able to appreciate how the shy, young, vulnerable Liz bruised by divorce and a single mother was ripe for the kind of master manipulator Bundy was. Her descent into alcoholism, which was probably a coping mechanism, also served to further mask herself and her relationship from her own scrutiny. Although Liz has lived an extraordinary but unenviable life, take the serial killings away, and I do admit that is not easy, and you get a tale that is much more familiar to anybody who reads about domestic abuse, intimate violence, and the tactics used by its perpetrators, which lends one to wonder, if Liz had grown up in a society that talked openly about the manipulation and abuse people receive in their own homes, discussed what healthy relationships look like, and empowered women to prioritise personal growth over antiquated ideals of romance, if Liz and her daughter would have ever needed to write this book, maybe instead they could have lived the quiet, unassuming lives they would have preferred. Those kind of conversations and cultures would never stop a man like Bundy, who was possibly always going to wreak havoc in one way or another. But it might have spared two more women from falling victim to his spell. You have been listening to True Crime Fiction, the podcast that is feeding your addiction to all things crime. You can find our website at true-crime-fiction.com, on Twitter at true underscore crime underscore fic, on Facebook and Instagram as True Crime Fiction. Please rate and review on the podcast app of your choice. Music is by Kitty Kitty Meow Meow.